Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast where turtlenecks never die, but rise again harder and stronger. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Jesus. <laughs> they... It's unbelievable. I mean, it's winter, right? Is that what's happening in this episode? It's it winter? It is hard winter, and it is hard Britain coming to the Americas, coming to the colonies, and they have brought their turtlenecks. They're fighting turtlenecks. Oh, no. Oh, no. So this is season five, episode 12, Checkpoint, original air date, January 23rd, 2001. And I told you some things about it last time that proved to be wildly untrue. Ch-ch-ch-checkpoint! Ri-Fi and Graham stalking <laughs> through the jungle never happens. Instead, it's boring British people making bad <laughs> points and not being questioned about them until the end of the episode when Buffy says what well, we've all been screaming at her for the last 40 minutes. Doesn't a part of you kind of wish it was intercut with Graham and Ri-Fi in the jungle? Hell to the yeah. I wish it was nothing but fun. that. You described a more far fun. more fun episode than what happened. And I'm kind of angry that it actually would have been a better episode than this. Like, that's what I'm going for, though, isn't it? I guess. But you, as a an internet jokester, should not be able to, on the fly, come up with a legitimately better episode than what the Buffy staff put two goddamn words and then filmed like (sighs) no no that doesn't compute they've got so many more resources than you plus five seconds and you're right but at the same time i didn't have to actually write or make that episode that's true anyway yeah you know and my episode probably didn't advance the season plot in any way i'd argue that this is doing a mediocre job of that at best (laughs) At best. Listen, I don't hate this episode. I've been very down on it so far. (laughs) Just said a lot of negative things that I do believe in my heart of hearts. But, you know, this is still a fine episode. It's all good. We we cool. There's nothing inherently bad about it. I'd say that the council is inherently bad about it. The fact that the council is back is insane. Oh, God, it's so crazy. The previously on, that's just... A deep cut back to that Buffy turns 18 and gets oh, locked Zach in the, the Zack Shack. Yeah. God, QT's back and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I remembered that it's super confusing that you have referred to both Quentin Tarantino and Quentin Travers as QT (laughs) on this very podcast. Right, I recently referred to Quentin Tarantino as QT because we were talking about feet. Glory's feet, yeah. Oh no, I've just created an accidental, I don't want to use the word fanfic, where (laughs) where Quentin Travers is really into feet. Oh no. (laughs) Listen, if Quentin Tarantino was playing Mr. Travers... Oh, I'd have a lot better. more fun with things. He's not. In he case is not. anyone's wondering, he's deaf's not. So yeah, let's get into it, I guess, unless you've got some fun facts for us. There are no fun facts about this damn episode. Well, because maybe one at the end. it's filled with the council and their garbage. Such All right. garbage. So, we gotta summarize. Everyone's sitting around Buffy's place. Rifi's sweater is still here for some reason because Buffy's terrible at cleaning up. And <laughs> Giles says that the council has found some information and they're coming to America with it. 
they bring up several characters ask why they can't use a phone and the question is ducked so hard (laughs) but someone's finally asking it yes someone is finally asking it but giles literally ignores it and you just blaze right on by and it's like no 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 show you didn't answer this question and i would argue they try to answer it later in the episode but do a rather poor job so what I was thinking was maybe Giles knew that they were going to basically come here and try to big dog him. And that's why they didn't call. But he's so surprised by the amount of dogging that happens, big and otherwise. <laughs> I can't oh. believe that. I guess. Maybe I'm just giving him too much credit, as I am prone to doing, I would say. Well, and Buffy and a bunch of others are calling into question the council's competence. And like, yes, incredibly valid. For very good reason, you would bring this up. It's weird because I feel like everybody but Giles is trying to make a lot of really good points in this episode about the council, and he just keeps shutting it all down. And I don't understand. Yeah, like he's acting like the council, as he says later, is very powerful, and you're just thinking, but how? How? How How are they so powerful, and yet they send Wesley to instruct (laughs) two active slayers? Those, like, there is no reconciling that. They cannot be powerful if that is their best play for the world. I, I don't want to try to figure them out, honestly. I just want to start off with my picture M1, 144. Mm. Now, you might be wondering why on earth I've called this picture 144. Wait, okay, because we're 12 for 12. Yeah. 12 times 12 is 144, and we are yeah. 12 for 12 on... Hoop earrings. Hoop, Hoop there earrings. it is. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm glad I didn't have to explain that. Part of me I did think you would just get it. And I'm, we're the same person. It's, it's official. <laughs> but yes. Buffy rocking them hoop earrings is so good. She does it several times this episode. Several times. No decorative belts, but hoop earrings forever. I guess that's on us. We guessed wrong. We thought mm-hmm. for sure the decorative belts would be forever, but it was the earrings. Honestly, as the Slayer, these earrings are really problematic. Oh, man. Vampires can just get their fingers right in there. Oh, I don't want to think about it. It's so gross. Yeah, it's awful. The idea of earrings getting ripped out of people's ears is very, I don't know. Something about that is just too much for me. (laughs) She should not be wearing them doing this much fighting. It's a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. Um, My next picture is hot on the heels of 144. I've called it one with the couch. (laughs) Oh, no. Is this about how both Anya and Tara seem to be blending into the couch? Isn't it amazing? Even their hair is kind of doing it. (laughs) Now, you've got to admire, because Tara has a very shiny zebra print shirt on. I think that's accurate. Yeah, I'm going to go with zebra print. Amazing. And yet the rest of her clothing conspires. How many bracelets does she have on? That's fine. Whatever. We don't need to go into it. She's got a bajillion bracelets on. But she's still fading into the couch with a zebra print shiny shirt. Because she's worn a floor-length skirt, as is her way, mm-hmm. and it's quite close to the brown of the couch. But this sweater that she's got on is the exact same material and everything as the skirt and couch. And then Anya is also wearing a very couch-esque jacket of some sort. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're sitting beside each other. They're on the couch and you, they're... They're basically camouflaged. 
Yeah, I mean, this is good. They defend against attack this way, right? They Someone sure comes do. into the room and it's just like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. They'll never even know that they're there. Is this the only scene in which Xander has that sling on? Oh, yes, I think it is. <laughs> he has a cast for sure for the rest of the episode, but I don't think he's wearing a sling after this. Huh. Yeah, his arm got effed up by whatever happened last episode that I'm currently blanking on. The troll? Oh, right, the troll. Oh, he tried man. to fight a troll. Yeah. Oh, that it went troll. Bad. Yeah, that <laughs> did not go well for poor Xander. Healing magic is no good. So they continue to have these meetings about Dawn in a house where Dawn lives. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> now, they don't directly mention Dawn at any point because only Buffy and Giles are in on the whole thing. So they have right. to sort of talk around it. But still, but still. The thing being for our listeners that Dawn is the key, the key to something, the gate probably, that we don't know what it is, but Glory really wants the key, and Dawn is the key, made manifest, and inserted into Buffy's life. Oh, that's very poetic. Dawn is listening, of course, because what else is she going to do? And she's around the same age that Buffy was when she started doing all this supernatural stuff, so makes a lot of sense. Her sister's, big sister's friends are having this cool Scooby meeting Again, in her house, mm -hmm. and she knows this is going on. She probably wants to be included, but they're not going to let her, or Buffy no. especially is not going to let her. So yeah, of course, she's going to sneak downstairs and try to listen in on what's happening. Well, and she heard that stuff, that other episode about the key, oh, right. and how she is like somehow really important. So she wants more of that, and that makes a lot of sense. And Dawn's a great character in this episode. They really turned around on having her just be the worst. Yeah, they. she was the worst for a while. And now that we've crossed the barrier, it seems like hopefully we're just going to be okay from here on out. I'm not going to yeah. make promises, but hopefully. Well, she's. I don't think she's ever going to be my favorite character, but she's reasonably written. And I appreciate that so much. Can we just get on to Glory for mm, yeah. finally? Like, I don't have any notes about this first scene. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go to Glory because she's yeah. cray cray. She is so insane. Cray. Things have gone far past the point that we've seen so far. She hasn't had a snack in over two hours and yeah, it's rough. cranky. <laughs> cranky? She's nearly <laughs> dying of craziness. She's all sweaty and gross. Oh, but she got that sweet ass gold dress on or gold skirt even and that know. shirt. Damn. I don't even know what that is. I was like, is this, I was kind of thinking they were bedwear because they, they seem very silky. <laughs> I think they are day wear. They are very silky day wear, but, you know, Possibly. that's Glory. She's pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome like that. That is how she rolls. Mm -hmm. But no, she's having a terrible time. Luckily, her minions have brought her a snack just in time. It's a nice mailman for her to snack on. Oh, thanks, Yay. Trek. So nice <laughs> and Jinx. And Jinx. The other one's name Jinx is, is Jinx. Is okay, I missed it. Yeah. I heard something being said, but I wasn't sure what it was. God, Glory's teeth are just so perfect. <laughs> she does all these like really big mouthed laughs and like holy fuck her teeth are just dead level fuck, <laughs> so good that's such a specific thing for you to notice <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of big mouthed laughs <laughs> and yet i wasn't staring into her mouth <laughs> i don't know why you were missing out so the alignment <laughs> is nigh turns out i really <laughs> like this idea of the alignment it's very like ascension-y you know it's got those sort of vibes and like, it makes sense. Whatever this thing is that she wants to open, it, it's not just, like, you can't just open it at any time. Right, you just can't, can't just go, like, shoving Dawn into some doors and, like, trying to twist her around and see when they open. That's not how it works. 
I think the the vision that you have of how this is all going to work is pretty accurate, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, there's just like a, a human, you know, from the top down sort of view where it's just like the shoulder view and it's just a giant keyhole and Glory's just got to pick her up. Sticker in <laughs> there. Sticker in there. Twist, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, that that might be exactly what happens, right? We'll we'll have to find out. It is out. exactly what happens. Don's the key. The key is done. Right. And so basically, Gloria's just waiting for the planets to align, and then this big ethereal door will just appear in the yep. sky. Once the nine realms are in alignment. <laughs> right. It's something like that. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny. the The minion tells her that they're sort of running short on time, and delivers the information in a way that makes it seem like he's worried Glory's gonna get really mad about this. She will kill him, yeah. Right, and then she just is like, okay, great. It's gonna be sooner. That's that's great. She really is, like, very well written in the sense that it doesn't even occur to her that she might not get what she wants. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and this whole Sunny D thing is cramping her fucking style <laughs> so hard. She hates it here. Oh, it's so boring. Oh, my it's God. It's awful. There's just a <laughs> stupid slayer here. Ugh. <laughs> no. Gag unto me with a spoon. Get the fuck out of here. It's just so common, you know? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. If Glory had any friends, they would all be looking down on her. Yeah. But no one can because she's the best. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the ascension. Or sorry, the alignment. I love it when we have this thing to look forward to that isn't just the plan that Adam has. And the ascension sounds like it's going to be some cataclysmic level shit. Or alignment. Fuck. Whatever. Both of them. They're good. It's all good. You know, there's a part of me that does just want to continuously call it the Ascension, but it's so confusing that I yeah. think, yeah, we can call it the alignment, the event. Mmm, the event, yes. Post-event, the world would have been a different place if we'd managed to keep even some of the children alive. Alignment is also very close to Ascension, which is problematic. Michaela, we come into the worst part of the episode oh. because the council has shown up in Sunny D. Who watches the Watchers? I will give the council point. They are not all old men. There are some ladies, and the average mm -hmm. age here is actually probably about 40, I would say. Between 30 and 40 years of yeah. age. And they're not even all white. <laughs> yeah, I would even guess south of 40. No, they got Annie and Wesley over there. It's all good. Yep, they are all fucking awful, though. Oh, every single one. <laughs> to a T, they are horrible, horrible things. And just take over the magic box. Like, they close this. And this is when all of my yelling notes start. And there's like, mm. there's a purpose to it. You know, they make waves later and they're like, oh, we could get Giles deported with a, a wave of our hand. And you're like, mm, could you though? Giles seems to think that, yes, this could definitely happen. But like, I so wanted to see angry Giles and this is the place for Angry Giles to be like, get the fuck out of my store. Who the hell do you think you are? You fired me. You are not welcome here. I am calling the American police. <laughs> and he he does get angry-ish later. He but gets annoyed. Yeah. He seems to be really buying into this idea that they have a lot of power. Yeah. And yeah. he is not prepared to call their bluff because he believes them enough that if it whether or not it is a bluff he's not going there and potentially getting deported right just no it call the fucking cops so there's a review now that no. giles and buffy have to undergo they're like oh 
Can't let the Slayer have this information without doing a review, thorough review of her powers to make sure she's worthy. Like, no. All of the no. And me just yelling no at the TV <laughs> until Buffy at the very end says no and explains many of the reasons why no is happening is is very aggravating. Because it just takes so long for her to come to this conclusion. Oh, it takes where- so long. Yeah, I hear them say, we're not sure if we can trust you with this information. And my first instinct is, who else are you going to give it to? Yeah, yeah. go give it to Faith, asshole. (laughs) See how she likes it. Oh, go call up Angel, the vampire that you refuse to associate (laughs) with or help. Yeah, he'll be fucking right there to talk to you. What is your plan? The world is going to end, you know this. What do you think is going to happen? You know, if the Watcher's Council were as powerful as they claim to be, or as Giles claims them to be, Mm -hmm. would they not just assassinate the two slayers who aren't listening to them and want nothing to do with them because that's the only power that they actually have? No, 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 Michaela. You see, the Watcher's Council is an ancient order set up to protect and guide the Slayers. And it is the Slayers' duty, then, to take their advice and their counsel to heart. And the fact that Buffy has not been doing that is a character failing of hers. Right, so why don't they just assassinate Killer. Faith and get themselves a new Slayer? Have Actually, a they new don't even, fucking Slayer. They don't need to even bother with Buffy. Kill Faith, get a new Slayer. Easy peasy. Buffy's Boom. not in the equation anymore. Yeah, amazing. Do it. But no, they, they can't. They're just so dumb. And let's not skip over my first of many pictures. I Listeners... I don't actually usually take that many pictures, I think. Usually fewer than Michaela. We're about evenly matched here. And Mm. there's a reason for it. Because I have a little theme for this episode. As as we'll see with my first picture. Turtle 1. Disapproving (laughs) turtle. Here we have a lovely picture of one of the stuffy council fucks. Wearing a lovely turtleneck. It's very maroon. Mm. And it's... Stuffy is a good word for all of these people, uptight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's um he's definitely going to protect his neck from those vampires, if that's his intention. Oh, yes. Or cover up his existing vampire neck bites, perhaps. <gasps> oh, shit. We've seen this happen with Ri-Fi before. We cracked know it. better. He <laughs> cracked it wide open. Ugh, there are just a lot of turtlenecks in this episode. <laughs> I have counted at least four listeners. Now, I don't know if you noticed, I also have a theme with my pictures. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I haven't I haven't looked at your pictures. I would not spoil myself, so. Right. So the first one was called 144, uh-huh. and then the second one was called One with the Couch. Oh no. And this is, is called Wonderful Dress. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Except I'm spelled Wonderful O-N-E. Oh, this dress um, is wonderful. Oh, yes. This this dress sells items in the magic box when Anya is talking to folks and she's just like hey how's it going do you want to buy anything and they're just like yep yep I'll take it off <laughs> no she's looking fly as hell it's it's a very good dress I'm not really sure I guess it's a wrap dress what's a rack dress well you see how it sort of wraps around her and then it oh, ties wrap. together yes yeah and uh blue is a good color on her and it's sort of got these like it branchy is. things going on it, yeah, she's looking great she's looking great it is a very good look for Anya. She does not like the council very much because they are decidedly anti-demon. And 
pretty up in the air about how they'd feel about X-Demons, but you can bet that they're not going to be super pro X-Demon. Yeah, and so we get a lot of Anya trying to act normal, which of course makes her look incredibly (laughs) suspicious, which is good for a laugh. Don't get me wrong. When she's talking about her human parents that she had (laughs) ever since she was a younger human and thus smaller. Mm. Mm. And apparently this uh, this name that she gives them is made up by her, but then (laughs) she just kind of sticks with it for the rest of the series. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Anya Christina Emanuela Jenkins, 20 years old. Is <laughs> <laughs> the name she gives. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then, Michaela, this will shock you. Did you remember that Buffy is still in school? <laughs> She's a what? He's 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 a what? He was what? She's a what? He's a music man. Oh, exactly. Ah. She is a student. <laughs> I mean, I I hope not for long if all of her professors are going to behave in this way. Oh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. So they're talking about Rasputin in <laughs> class. Rasputin! And as we are both listeners of last podcast on the left, and they've just wrapped up like a five episode arc on Rasputin. <laughs> I felt like such a fucking Rasputin expert when they started talking about Rasputin. I was just right. like, I know everything about this. <laughs> I figured this would get us both kind of triggered. Oh, but- yeah. <laughs> Michaela, the the professor is very rude to Buffy and, you know, he makes her stand up and he publicly humiliates her. But I will say that she openly brought up a conspiracy theory in his classroom (laughs) that is a history classroom. And you know what? If you're going to be a Rasputin truther and then start talking (laughs) about how the earth is flat and global climate change isn't happening. No, a professor is well within their rights to be like, do you want to teach the class? You who know so much about how Rasputin sightings were common until the 1930s. Oh my, Buffy, you know so much, and you haven't just been watching garbage YouTube videos, certainly. Like, no, no, this is the right thing to do. Shut this down. And like, yes, he should be shutting it down. The stuff she's talking about is garbage. It's nonsense. like, he doesn't have to be so condescending. Uh, she brought up a literal conspiracy theory <laughs> as though it was completely valid in a history class. They are trying to discuss the wider ramifications and lead up to World War One, And she's like, mm, actually, Rasputin was cited like well after the common sources would tell you that he died. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Get out of here. I wonder what she thinks happened to Anastasia. Oh man, Anastasia is still living among us, as are the Big Feet. Her and Rasputin ran off together, right? Obviously. Obvs. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) I really have to say though, Buffy seems like more of a hollow earther than a flat earther to me. (laughs) She is a hollow earther. But this is then the problem, because it's the Buffyverse, and I'm like, conspiracy (laughs) theories are actually mostly true. There are aliens. She just fought an alien. Yeah, so... Maybe she's justified in bringing up this theory with zero evidence in a history class? I don't even know how to feel anymore. I think that the biggest problem I have with it is that I don't understand what bearing it has on the rest of the episode. Very accurate. So this is at most tied to the fact that she thinks that Glory can't die and that that is similar to how Rasputin couldn't die? 
question know. Is it somehow related to Glory? Because that makes literally no sense. I, she's trying to work through who Glory is. I, man, yeah, this, this scene is not necessary for anything that happens. Like, you don't even need it for Spike, because Spike's going to come back much later. And you don't need to have him doing what he's doing soon. I don't know. It doesn't have any bearing or relevance. I'm wondering if maybe it's some way to show that Buffy is not having a great time at university and maybe isn't going to continue to do that. It's also a Gilligan gag about like, oh, don't worry. Giles is saying that the Slayer is laser focused. And then you go to Buffy dropping her pencil several times in class and then interrupting the professor and then having to take her anger out on a poor vampire as like, no, maybe Buffy isn't like a settled, calm human right now. I do like it for the gag of her having to beat up the vampire, but I still would rather not have it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just well, would rather not have this scene at all. Sometimes you gotta pad things out. It's fine. But we both have a picture, so mm. that's important. Oh, is this? Yes. Uh, this is Turtle 2. Sassy Turtle. Sassy. Ooh. Oh, that's a very sassy face. Uh, <laughs> somehow I, again, have managed to capture a much less kind face. <laughs> See, the thing is, here's my top secret, Michaela. My life hack, if you will. (laughs) I wait until they're making a more reasonable face and then take the screenshot. And I just pause the episode and kind of go with whatever it is I got. Let the cards fall as they will. (laughs) As they may. Yeah, so I've called this one sweater to rule them all. Oh, no, the mall. (laughs) Oh, no. But it's... Oh, it's... It's a good pun. I have to give you credit for having them all and the mall work together with your garbage no spaces (laughs) obsession. And I even got the one in there. It's everything I could have ever dreamed. And I really also wanted to highlight the prevalence of turtlenecks in this episode, which I think I managed to do. Honestly, I have a lot of turtleneck pictures and I I didn't really highlight it other than this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Buffy's skirt's also crazy in that it looks like mm, blanket. I think it's a blanket that she has fashioned into a skirt. (laughs) Well, it's it's plaid, right? It's but it's a it looks like a very thick material. Yeah, it's warm. I'm telling you, winter Mm. is upon us. Gotta cover up them necks. Those are the (laughs) that's where you lose ninety percent of your heat is through the neck. Through the neck. Yep. Right through the neck. Okay, and then Buffy goes to take out her anger on a vampire a poor vampire who does not understand why she is saying all of these things about her professor and maybe she has other issues to work through yeah maybe one or two other issues yeah he's just there to fight you know and he doesn't know what's going on buffy gets in a spot of bother though and boom spike comes in with the kill bringing us into our first segment dusty trails well about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail Well, I should probably be saddling up now. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. Oh, wow, I don't like where this is potentially going. No, this is Spike's first on-screen dusting. Oh, that's so nice! Well, see, I wrote that and then I was like, "Mm, not technically correct. He's dusted Harmony on-screen before. Well, it didn't work out, though. It was really more of a dry dusting. No, no, he he was giving her the (laughs) dust, remember? Oh, oh, that kind of dusting. Yeah. It's a confusing (laughs) euphemism. Yeah. Anyway, it went exactly where you hoped it wouldn't. 
And <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, as as expected then, I guess. I do believe this is Spike's first on-screen dusting, though. Again, <sighs> of this type. Potentially. I th- yeah, I can't think of another time. He's definitely been fighting other vampires, but I don't think it ever showed him legitimately killing another vampire before now. Well, because he never wanted to. Now he's trying desperately to get <laughs> Buffy's approval. So he's going that extra step and not just punching them because that's fun, but killing them because that's what Buffy wants to have happen. And saving Buffy in the process, which will no doubt ingratiate himself to her. Oh, he'll earn many points that oh, yeah. she will... Yeah, no, she's going to be really, really happy, I'm sure. She'll fall into his arms. <sighs> One of these days, it's bound to happen. <laughs> he does do a pretty sick flying leap, though, you have to admit. He's got that, that card that says number of times I've respected women. You know, <laughs> and it's just got the stamps on it. And the last, after you do 10, it's like, well, someone has to sleep with me. That's how it works. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, that's how it works. Yeah. No, <laughs> it is a, a sick flying leap. And he does get a good dusting in. I, I can't use that term anymore. Nope. It's, it's so it's gross. Wow. Come terrible to me. Uh, <laughs> and Buffy still does not like him very much. Yeah. So she's not on board, unsurprising. But at this point, so he does this, he tries to get her approval, it doesn't work out for him, and then he pretty much just goes back to being mean to her. Yeah, he's evil. Right. He doesn't understand how women work. No, and he does not. We're very clear about that. But up to this point, he still kept trying to, like, be, I'm going to use the word nice, nice for spike i guess to buffy and i feel like he's just kind of done with that now because he's being very mean Mm, i could see this still go in the spike does creepy slash nice things for buffy in the future direction the just it was just like the lack of patheticness in this episode Mm. was a real refresher for me like yes (laughs) spike was acting a lot more like Spike. And I'm wondering if maybe they started to get feedback on how people (laughs) hate creepy, pathetic Spike, because why would anyone want that? Right. I will note that he couldn't have been that mean to her if he didn't even call her hair stupid. (laughs) It's just your favorite insult. It is. It's great. Well, Fishwife is my favorite insult. Oh, yeah. Favorite Buffy insult is your hair is stupid. (laughs) Buffy's also wearing one very large cross. Mmm, crosses are so not OP. Not Spike's at all. just fucking up in there, and like the vampire had no problems hitting Buffy with this giant cross on that is hanging like around her belly button for some reason, <laughs> despite it being on a necklace. <laughs> it's a long necklace. Long and, like, necklace. It's a small cross for a cross, but it's a very big one to be on a necklace. Oh yeah. Big cross. And then we get to see our favorite nameless intern, Ben. Oh, poor Ben. You know his name, but you call him nameless. He's just so pretty, though. He is cute. One of the minions is talking to him. This is Jinx. Tells him that Buffy's the Slayer, which Ben didn't even seem to know. Ben doesn't seem to respect Glory very much. And No. I don't know if I'm barking up the wrong tree. Is he like her brother or something? I don't know what's happening. Something's happening. I really That's don't for know darn sure. It's yeah. all good. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's up there. You're assuming there will be some sort of reveal at some point. If you're fucking with me right now, there's no... No, no, they have to wrap that shit up. There's no way. Don't... St- st- yeah, stop that. Uh, I'll plant all the seeds I can. <laughs> oh, God, that would be horrible. But there's no way that they would do that. That would be Grow into some insane. beautiful doubt trees. No, I refuse. <laughs> I'll salt this earth, damn it. <laughs> Bear apples of uncertainty. (laughs) 
This metaphor is so far beyond its breaking point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how far does it reach? Who knows? But no, little little lumpy face here is just trying to uh, let Ben know what Glory wants and how Ben can help and how that'd be really great. And Ben is not interested at all in helping Glory, it seems. Yeah, Ben does not seem to be interested, much in the way that, like, a brother might be if he was just, I don't know, here to have a good time and his sister had plans, but, like, whatever. You know, she's younger or something. Doesn't even matter. So there's definitely, obviously there is some connection of some mm-hmm. sort between them. Well, yeah, for Ben to not fear Glory... Because clearly Jinx is terrified of her. (laughs) Oh, man. When he goes back to her and she starts crying on him and he's got the hover (laughs) hand going on where he he wants to comfort her but knows if he touches her that he might just die. (sighs) It's it's pretty good. And then he kind of decides, okay, I'll just just put my hands down and that goes okay for him. But you can see he's just so relieved when she walks away. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was so close to death. Yeah, no. Absolutely close. She has mood swings in a sort of minor way sometimes. <gasps> okay, so Buffy comes into the magic box and sees the council, does a prompt about face. Uh, doesn't <laughs> she... quite work, though. No. She is oddly slow at leaving. <laughs> she knows that she isn't actually allowed to leave because these, <laughs> these dummies have information she wants. Right. So right now, that is the leverage. Uh-huh. And she hasn't she hasn't figured it out yet that she actually has more leverage than them, but she will. We'll get there. We'll she just will. take a lot longer than any of us want. QT tells her that Glory is like way powerful and Buffy needs to get uh, all the info she's going to or she'll only get the info she goes along with this review that they want to do. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like, okay, let's let's look at the council's motivations here. The entire thing is that they're doing a... They're big-dogging. They're showing that they have the power here. But they're so incredibly petty. Like, yeah. it, it defies reason to think that they know anything about glory and would still do anything remotely close to trying to keep this information away from Buffy. I know that they're like a secretive organization that has many different levels of need-to-know basis, but this has got to override all of that shit. And they're still just trying to play games with her? Like, what? Because the bottom line is that they're supposed to be good guys. Mm -hmm. And they're just mad at her because she doesn't want to work for them anymore. And as we've pointed out many times... They literally have no reason to exist without her. So they're pissed that she doesn't want to be in their stupid club. Yeah. And they're like, well, maybe we'll just let the entire world be destroyed. How about that, (laughs) Buffy? And you're like, or not. Or you just fucking tell her the information and we don't have to have this entire episode happen. Cutie at one point in here has the fucking audacity to say that Buffy is dealing with grown-ups now and it's so laughable on the face of it anyway i'm mad at the writers for what they've done and bringing the council back it's very confusing like what is the honestly what is the point of it Uh, to to make us mad i guess to show that the council are villains the only justification that i can have for it is that it's a way to really drive home how dangerous glory is Mm -hmm. because the only information they could find about her 
they had to get from the stupid watch- Watchers Council who they want nothing to do with. Yeah, sure. But, like, when they reveal do the whole reveal at the end, regardless of how Buffy finds out that she's a god, mm-hmm. it's going to be just as impactful, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a strong moment. They don't need to couch it in all this bullshit. But Buffy does need to couch herself in another turtleneck. <laughs> well, that's a, that is a transition and a half. Yeah, it's a stretch of a segue. But, I mean, we got Turtle 3, Skeptical Turtle. <laughs> is this the same turtleneck that she's wearing in one very large cross? Uh, yes, yes it is. Yeah, but it's so dark in the graveyard that you can't really see it in all its glory. Man, they have not learned what color grading is back in this time. Like, things yeah. just blend the fuck together. So Buffy in one very large cross, yeah, it looks like her head is just floating in the inky blackness of the background. Because she's in the dark graveyard and the turtleneck, well, like, it's not black. It's dark brown, I think. Yeah. It, or dark gray or something. Picture. Yeah, and but it looks just entirely black. In one very large cross because of their inability to, yeah. Oh, they're never going to figure it out. I told you. It's I told partially you. lighting and partially color grading. They just yeah. cannot do it properly, though. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage humans, all of them. Anyway, uh, Glory's cray-cray and we see her Jinx come back to her and she's just so mad that Ben is not helping her. And uh, yeah. And ben, ben just makes her so angry. But this is the thing. She does talk about how she just wishes she could get her hands on him. So for mm. some reason, clearly he's not afraid of her. So he must be protected in some way, right? right? Like he has some reason to know that she can't go after him. Yeah. And we'll see what that is, I guess, at some point in the future. Or Probably. if we're listening to your doubt apples, <laughs> we will not see what that is. Are, I mean, are they ripe insane. enough now to make a doubt cider out of them? Ooh, I would drink, drink that. Drink that right up. You love cider, yeah. I do. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy doesn't want to get, doesn't want Giles to get deported, and she's worried about this whole glory thing. So she goes along with the review, even though it's super dumb. Ugh, it's the dumbest. We get some fun interrogation. Bring us into our next segment. <laughs> Interviewtiful. We're very private people. The legs. Oh yeah, I definitely have to say it was her legs. You can put that down. Oh, very good. Man, Joss does a very fun bunch of people get interviewed scene. Oh, you're thinking of that Firefly one that's very similar to this. Wow, yes. they're so similar. Holy God, I just realized it. <laughs> I think he's done it again. I think there was another time where a very similar thing happened in a more recent piece of media. I'm trying to think if it's like Cabin in the Woods. I don't think it's Cabin in the Woods. It might be uh, something else, though. I don't know. Joss loves it. He did a lot of things in Firefly that uh, sort of show up in Buffy first. Well, it's incredibly fun. Oh, it's you so fun. You can't blame him. Anya's stupid name, her being yeah. nervous, Xander getting the business about not <laughs> having powers or martial arts and trying to have to defend himself. Oh, he does such a bad job. This doesn't go well for most of them. Yeah. I would argue that it actually goes great for Spike. It goes incredibly well for Spike. <laughs> yeah. He meets, okay, bring us into Turtle 4, Confused Turtle. Uh, as I call this number one fan. <laughs> it is number one fan. Yes, yeah. so this watcher lady apparently wrote her master's or something. Her thesis. On, right, her thesis on, on William the Bloody. And yeah. Spike is just so tickled to have a, a true fan around. And, it's you know. A, I mean, groupie. 
is right. the right word. You know she wants to hit that. Oh, she super does. They've got the cross up and the crossbow there, and they're flirting so hard across it, and it's great. Yeah, and like Spike's just so worried about like how's Buffy doing? You know, you you've been talking to her. Is she is she okay? Is she looking for a man? What's up? What's happening? <laughs> It's just that thing where he can't help himself but talk about Buffy all the time. And he's been in this room with these people for like five minutes and they've already picked up on it because (laughs) he's not subtle about it either. Yeah. Well, now that Buffy knows, there's no reason to keep it a secret in any way. Does she, though? Yeah, he tried to kiss her. Okay, but honestly, (laughs) she doesn't fully know. She's that dumb? This Listen, is, this is my problem with television be- shows. Because sometimes I'm like, does he know that? And it's like, yes, it was hinted at once vaguely. Of course he knows. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then sometimes Spike tries to kiss Buffy and she's like, mm, does he like me? He's been stealing pictures of me from my house. He got into my room unannounced while I was sleeping naked. Does he like me? So on some level, I'm sure she knows. But mm-hmm. maybe she just hasn't really come to terms with it. Or... No, you know what? She hasn't even given it enough thought, I bet. Because she cares so little about Spike's whatever's toward her that she probably hasn't even stopped to think, hey, wait a second. Next time it happens on the show, and it will happen, that someone puts any two pieces of information together that would be, you know, quite a stretch. I'm I'm just going to call back to this. Great. <laughs> the long history we have of characters being so dumb. That they cannot figure things out. And yeah, Willow and Tara get interviewed and they go from being very secretive about their relationship with each other <laughs> to just challenging this man, the patriarchy incarnate, That's right. to to look down upon their lesbian relationship. And he's just like, no, no, I just want to know about your relationship with Buffy. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> that This is what the entire interview is about. I'm really uncomfortable now and it's great. So fun. This this whole thing is them. I, I mean, like, that's what's happening with Anya and Xander as well. Them not really, <laughs> I feel like, understanding what it is the council wants mm-hmm. from them or wants to hear. Because they proudly are talking about how they're witches. And then he's like, oh, so you're registered then. <laughs> and they're both like, yeah, death, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure are. Oh, that it's just so problematic that there's a registry and that Willow is completely unaware of this and yet is expected to be part of it. Mm, so good. And whether or not she agrees that being on the registry is a good idea, don't lie about it. It's so easy to check. <laughs> right? It's like the easiest check there is. <laughs> Why would you ask that question if you're not going to check? No, like he's going to check. He's made he will it very 100% clear. check. He doesn't have anything else going on, guys. Yeah. Okay, so this is a fun episode and all, but honest to God, it doesn't have a leg to stand on logic-wise. Council's getting all pissy. They're trying to put Buffy through this ridiculous training where they're like, all right, we're going to blindfold you and then call out the Japanese names of Akaido and Jujitsu moves to do. Uh, obviously, you're going to be familiar with that because we told Wesley to train you. <laughs> In Akaido oh, and Jiu-Jitsu. Jesus. You like, and Faith. I'm sure he did a great job because he was the best thing that we had. The very idea that they just expect that she's been taught the Japanese names for these things is so insane to me. Like, how is that helping her be a better slayer? And they're just getting so pissy. Well, QT is mostly getting so pissy about this. And 
No, no, it just has no logic to it because of Wesley and the fact that Giles was allowed to do these things with zero supervision. If they cared at all about their one core integral mandate, they would have put a little bit more effort into it. But they don't. They don't care. What do they do all the time? Honestly, they just drink tea. I think yep. that's they wanted to sit around and read their books and drink their tea and not have to worry about the outside world. Yeah, they bring a bunch of faithfuls from certain villages or sorry, not faithfuls, but uh, potentials from potentials, certain villages yes. and bring them into like slayer training. And then in America, they don't have anything set up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, You're yep. right. It does not have a single leg to stand on, but. That's fine. Buffy kills the mannequin who she was supposed to protect. Yada, right, yada, that's yada. fine. Whatever. Glory's in Buffy's house. And my ah! God, she's looking fine. So good. Okay, so this is my picture, red alert. Because fucking hell. And I've called it one very backless dress. <laughs> oh, it is so backless. And that slit that you can see in red alert goes all the it's way high. up. It's a high slit. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very high slit. Yeah, the, the back on this dress does not exist. Well, and she's wearing, oh, I don't even know what to call, it's not a shirt. I guess it's, it's a like shirt. Shawl? A shawl? I guess it's a shawl. But it's but, backless. <laughs> but it's so backless. And like she could take the shawl off. I guess the shawl is basically keeping her shoulders and arms warm. Not yeah. even. <laughs> Just, and like trying upper back. to go for modesty. I, I, I love it. I love it so much. And it looks so fucking good. <laughs> It's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, she constantly, basically she wears what I would describe and Cordelia would describe as Cordelia staples, right? Mm, mm -hmm. When they go to that frat party, you know, in Reptile Reptile Boy. Boy. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think Cordelia says, does she say red? No, no, Michaela, I remember what she says and I'll put a clip in it here. Chiffon. Don't wear black, silk, chiffon or spandex. These are my trademarks. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, Glory could benefit from all those things. No. No, I don't (laughs) want to see Glory in silver spandex. I want to see her in a red dress with a ridiculous shawl thing and leather. And that, yeah, it's great. She's doing a great job as it is. She's so fucking classy with the necklaces. Mm. The necklace that she's got on is great. Neither of us have a picture of it, but it's it's, uh, super fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Glory wants the key. Knows that Buffy knows where it is, wants Buffy to tell her where it is. And then Dawn walks into the room to just be like, hey, Buffy, who's your friend? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And Buffy is making the most <laughs> obvious eye motions at Dawn to, like, get the fuck out. So Dawn doesn't really want to no. for some reason. Like, if, when Buffy's making I'm very scared of this person face, you you get the fuck out. You run. Yeah, I'm not really annoyed with Dawn for this, though. I don't know. I feel like Dawn's initially confused, and then Buffy's doing it as obviously as she feels she can, but yeah. Dawn's still learning social cues in a lot of ways, and I can definitely see this going over her head until she actually does get the idea that, like, oh, fuck, I, oh, no, I'm, okay, I'm going now. And then Glory's like, hey, small child, I know that you're there. <laughs> I have done this many times before, this whole seeing things that are happening behind me. Yeah. It's not the first time. And I suppose from Dawn's perspective, like, Glory looks like a person and is in the house. So yep. why, why would some very, very dangerous being be in their house? Buffy wouldn't allow that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Anyway, Glory's gonna kill just 
everybody that Buffy likes if she doesn't give Glory the key. So, you know, she's not here to fight right now. But the next time she comes back, she's she's gonna kill at least one person that Buffy really likes. Well, and this is the thing. She doesn't need to fight Buffy. No. That's not really on her radar at all because she can just show up and kill people and Buffy can't do anything to stop it. So, yeah, yeah. you're pretty scared at this point if you're Buffy. It's just like that angel thing that was also very effective and good and a fun plot point. Eh, Yeah. Fun. Ah. (laughs) Affecting. It's an affecting plot point. There you go. Then some real stakes is what you're trying to say. Yes, the stakes have been raised. And Joyce comes down looking great in a blue dress and Buffy tells her to pack a bag after Glory leaves. I really like that Joyce seems to have different headscarves to match Mm. all of her outfits. Yeah. Just to remind us that, oh, by the way, she recently had brain surgery. And she's still coordinated, though. (gasps) She looks great. So, Mm -hmm. so great. Not that she shouldn't, but other than the whole... Cancer thing. Yeah. Brain tumor brain tumor yeah she should look worse than she does but i'm not complaining she looks great and michaela if they've got to get the fuck out but still stay around town where can they go to be safe there's only one place that vampire that buffy inherently (laughs) trusts for no good reason they go hang out with spike (laughs) when they show up in the (gasps) background you can see the mannequin Mm. and all you gotta think is like someone's gonna see it What are they going to think, you know? What are they going to think? Michaela, I am so goddamn happy to have the Spike and Joyce show back. Yes. Joyce loves Passions too, and she and (laughs) Spike can sit on the arms of the chair and watch (gasps) Passions together, and Dawn has to just suffer through it. (laughs) It's so cute. It's amazing. I love Joyce and Spike so much. Spoice. Team Spoice. Team Spoice. So hard. It's great. Yeah. And, I mean, Spike wants to show Buffy that he's a responsible adult who can be trusted with things. So, of course, he's going to take care of her family while also flirting with her and maybe her mother. Because that's fun. Well, and it's interesting because Buffy's point is that if there is some sort of attack, Spike is the only one who has any real physical power. Mm -hmm. So, if something happens, like if Glory comes, no one's going to be able to stop her. But if anything else happens, Spike at least has a chance of protecting Joyce and Dawn. It's oddly logical. Yeah, and she trusts him enough. Well, Mm -hmm. she knows that he can't hurt them, but she also believes he'll protect them because she told him to. So again, on some level, she knows what's up. Yeah. But I'm just telling you that there's going to be a moment (laughs) where she's going to be like, wait, what? And pretend like she didn't know, okay? (laughs) It's not valid. That's not valid at all. Okay. It's it's just like the wiki saying like, oh, it's around, yeah, around episode 12 that uh, Joyce's, um, her her illness comes up for the first time in the season. (laughs) Anyway, let's continue on. Uh, It's all fine. Yeah. No, it's garbage. So Buffy goes to do this review thing with the council. On the way back, though, she oh. is, uh, let's, let's come into my last picture. Cap of Self, Coat of Madness. Okay, I am so happy you got a picture of this coat because I forgot to. It's, it's so crazy. It's, is it a faux fur, fur? coat? Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. a white faux fur coat. It's very plain, and I wouldn't say simple, I would say plain, and it just yeah. looks so weird on her. Because it's so big. 
Then she pairs it with this black cap of stealth that it's she likes. Stealth cat. Yeah. I don't, what is she wearing? And like, again, she's just dying of heat. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> she's so warm. It's the, it's winter. Air quotes around winter. <laughs> but in still California. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she is not stealthy enough. Her cap has failed her in this instance. And she gets attacked by what I can only describe as ninja knights. I mean, it's the three again, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let, let's do this. Um, let's do this right now. Because this is my last segment. He just kept talking. He just kept talking in one long, incredibly unbroken sentence. Moving from topic to topic so that no one had the chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic, nodding. <laughs> Okay, so uh, these guys are the three. There are yeah. three of them. They are in armor. They attack Buffy. She disarms them, which she couldn't do with the three, but she's like a few years more experienced now. And yeah. then she unmasks one of them. They are members of the Knights of Byzantium. Ooh. And they don't like anyone who protects the key. So the deal with the K of B is that they <laughs> are folks <laughs> who will come after you and come after you and send as many people as they need to until the job is done. And I'm like, okay, we've got a, the three reference, which is solid. You know, that's a very good analog. Michaela, who was that Order of Assassins that was explained in the exact same way and then we never heard from again? You know, Taraka? Worm Guy. Taraka. Yeah. Something, something to that Tarakians. effect. Tarakians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The something Order like of that. Taraka. Something like that. I can believe that. This is basically the three mixed with that. You're right. Yep. It's like they're talking about this stuff, which is where he just kept talking comes in. Like he goes on and on about, yeah, if three does not suffice, we will send a legion. If a legion does not suffice, we'll send five legions. And then if five legions aren't good enough, we'll send seven legions. And then we keep going in the prime numbers of of legions until finally the work is done. And I'm like, okay, I, I have heard this. <laughs> On this show, I know it was a while ago, but guys, I don't care about the K of B. Right. So I like the K of B. It's a good name. It also spells mm-hmm. cob, which makes me want to call them little corns. Right. Yes. Little corns on the cob of life or something. Mm-hmm. I just like this is obviously not the last we're going to see. Oh, no, no, of no, these no, no. guys. No, no, the no, no, idea no. that there are so many of them that they could just keep coming forever is obviously insane. And will we be seeing them late in season seven? If that one writer has their way? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Otherwise, I mean, they're going to be a passing influence at best. They are described, self-described as like really important. They are not that important, guys. They're all about the key, though. Mm, yes. Don't like this anyone is, protecting the key. Which makes them... So they hate glory, but they also hate the key. Mm-hmm. Which is very confusing. I love me and having a third faction. You know, that's good. It makes you kind of wonder, though, if they hate the key so much, why have they not yet destroyed it? And the answer... The obvious answer seems to be that it's not possible to destroy because it really is just energy. Mm-hmm. And then at that point... If that's the case, would they shouldn't they be protecting it as well? Uh, it doesn't doesn't even matter. Any order <laughs> that requires you to have a face tattoo is not actually going to be a very popular uh, one or a very secretive one. Right? You can't hide. You've got a face tattoo. Got a big old face tattoo. It's so big. Yeah. 
Jeez, these guys. So Buffy beats him up and then this dude assumes that Buffy's going to kill him because yeah. somehow being the person protecting the key also means that, means that evil. she's evil. But that doesn't make any sense. Like she's opposing glory. Okay. Anyways, she obviously does not kill him. She's no. like, this is stunned. Leave. Yeah. Sure thing. So QT chides Buffy for being late and she's just like, no, fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This is what's happening. You don't have any power. You need me because I'm the actual slayer. Without me, your little fucking club is nothing. So sit down, shut up, and tell me what you know. And then get the fuck out of the magic box. This is not your place to be. Like, Thank God. Okay. It was only 40 yeah. minutes late. Good. Yeah, so at least it happened. She also tells them they have to start paying Giles again and his retroactive... Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's all well and good, but like the watchers don't update their pay schedule very often. And Giles's <laughs> yearly salary is two shillings and discretionary budget for new candles. <laughs> There's probably like some tweed, tweed costs in there, right? He's got a solid six shillings coming to him. Maybe a full pound sterling. Oh, I don't geez. know how shillings work. I have no concept. Doesn't matter because that's probably not how they're paying them, but that's fine. I could very much see it as being a very outdated thing that they find it very convenient not to update very frequently. All of these people have some pretty fly turtlenecks, you know? How do they afford those? <laughs> they all come from rich families. If <laughs> you have cool. a rich layabout son or daughter, right. what do you do with the them? Watchers. You send them yeah, to the fucking so watchers. That makes all the sense in the world. If I'm being they don't honest. have to have any chins. They don't have to have any upper lips. They just, you know what? <laughs> They can be inbred fucks. They can just go be one of the watchers and think that they're important. Did you lose your mind when Buffy's basically going on about how all of her friends are very useful and powerful? And then Indian Wesley is like, even the boy? <laughs> In reference to Xander. Uh, the boy? Yeah. <laughs> My son. Wesley. <laughs> I did not. I did not go nuts for that. I really liked Anya's Willow's an ex-demon <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was uh, a good one. That's what got me. Oh, man. I loved when or when Xander had to explain how he was the heart in their little group. It sounds so dumb out loud. It sounds it is so dumb. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so then we, we wrap things up, and it turns out Glory isn't a demon. She's a god, and that is hashtag mad awkward. Buffy's very shocked by this. And when Buffy reacted in that way, I was a little thrown by it because, uh, so you, you knew about this. I yeah, knew about we, this. We've been talking we about, about it this. very openly for right. the entire season. <laughs> we really have. And I was thinking about it. This episode came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. Well, I was watching this TV series as it was airing. So I have known this information since I was 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You have so, known it as long as you were sentient. <laughs> so I've known it for more more than half my life. <laughs> Significantly more at this point, I would say. <laughs> and so I can see how the reveal of this information would not really be affecting to me. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like the, the bomb drops, the microphone is thrown down to the <laughs> ground, Buffy's got her shocked face on, and the, the credits show up silently and you're like ooh and i'm like nope i knew that from minute one and i've just been nattering on about how that's the case 
right? You're like, wow, they're really playing this for some sort of drama. Right. They think that <laughs> there's some sort of dramatic effect that they've created with this information. Not so. Not so. Mm. All right, Michaela, did you like this episode? It's fine. Yeah. You know, it has some fun times. Basically, anything that doesn't too heavily involve the Watchers. <laughs> I would say most of the stuff that involves Buffy is, can just be put right out. <laughs> Spike has a lot more fun stuff to do mm. this episode. He's so Spike much less so much creepy. All oh of my a sudden. god. They took that winter break and they're like, what? Guys, what are we doing? What have we, we been doing this like entire this time? character. Yeah. Those Spike action figures were not selling as they wanted them to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably actually accurate. Like the Spike action figures and posters probably were down in sales and they because, needed something to revitalize it. Right. Who Who's on this guy's side? The creepo lurking in Buffy's room while she's sleeping. Some terrible internet men that you do not want on your side. Yeah. So this episode is actually fairly highly rated. Mm. It's like at at about the halfway point, like 60 out of 144. It's just, it it pisses me off so much whenever the Watcher Council is doing anything that, uh, yeah, I still had a lot of fun with it. And it's a goofy episode generally. And I loved Glory. Glory's great. Spike's awesome. Interviews are fun. It's just so frustrating when Giles isn't doing anything to stand up for himself. At one point, QT's like giving him the business. And he's like, uh, you fired me? Like, what do you mean I haven't been doing my job? Remember when you fired me? And QT's like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) He's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Best of times. Michaela, your favorite outfit from the episode. Oh, obviously the backless uh, oh, red yes. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. No contest. I'll, I would give a runner up to the copious numbers of turtlenecks. Mm, or that fucking white coat bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> coat madness. Coat madness. See, this is the thing, right? What? But again. How do you when, define best outfit? Yeah. Right. When, when she showed up in that dress and then she looked great, then it had no back. I was just like, what is happening? It's what amazing. Going on? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And who won? <sighs> Spike gets to kick it with Joyce and that'll Aww. be fun. And he gets to meet his number one fan. Yes. And, and like, he got knows? to hang out with Buffy for a little bit, even though she was kind of mean to him. Maybe they did bone down. You never know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, number one fans just like, hold on, I need a minute. <laughs> and then just comes out 20 minutes later, horribly disheveled, trying to do up her buttons. I mean, is there dust all over her glasses or is that too gross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. Her clothes are fine. <laughs> oh, terrible person. Just yeah. wiping dust off of her glasses with a handkerchief. Gross. Oh, she definitely has a handkerchief, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right so spike sure spike wins sounds good to me all right michaela what do you think teeks our favorite imdb reviewer taylor kingston from australia has titled this episode the one with the watchers council you're closer than i'd think but no one's gonna get this shit the one where the watchers council is coming okay that's just that's factually incorrect they are here they're They're, here they've come they they've arrived I really like this episode. 
It's funny and interesting. In this episode, I'm just going to re- read this entire review. It's gold Do from it. start to finish. Giles informs Buffy and the rest of the Scoobies that the Watcher's Council is coming to test Buffy, and they also have information about Glory. Buffy goes along with their little tests and games for a while, but then she's had enough. She refuses to play their twisted game any longer and forces them to tell her what they know about Glory. The Teeks, like, you have gone through a lot of this episode real quick. And the last scene of the episode, comma, (laughs) is where we find out that Glory isn't a demon, comma, she's a god. A god! Holy Uh, crap! Pun intended. Teeks. Teeks, my boy. Oh, Teeks. How the hell are they going to defeat a god in Tarot Bang? I mean, I know. But I've seen the season five finale. (laughs) Teeks, you slay me. Goddamn. Well, this no, episode... like, just blew through the content of this episode. Holy shit. Don't worry, shit. don't worry. We'll circle back around. <laughs> this episode is a great lead up to the end of the season and just makes everything juicer. Also. Oh, yep, <laughs> juicing it. <laughs> also, Glory came to Buffy's house to threaten her and her family. This was before <laughs> Buffy found out that she was a god. Jeez. <laughs> Just that little afterthought, like, oh, yeah. and this happened too, but I won't rewrite my review. No, I'll just I won't tell put you that later. Above. Yeah. I'm just oh, gonna tell geez. you where that happened. <laughs> At uh, the end of my review. Overall, <laughs> overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Wow. Oh, fantastic. I love it. Love every second of it, Teeks. All right, Michaela, that is it for this episode. What's happening next time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I just have a couple, you know how I'm obsessed with the... Picture descriptions. The picture descriptions in the wiki. There's one that just says, the Watcher's Council inspects the magic box. (laughs) I like that one. And at the end of the episode, when Nigel keeps talking and Buffy wants him to stop, Mm -hmm. so she throws a sword at him, Buffy forcefully silences Nigel. (laughs) And there's a picture of him with, like, a really wacky look on his face. Oh, I just love these. Right. So the next episode is called Blood Ties. Ooh. Okay. Upon learning that Glory is, in fact, a god, Buffy and the Scoobies have no choice but to make a blood pact to summon a Cthulhu-like monster with which to fight her. Oh, shit. It's going <laughs> above and beyond that first Slayer whatever avatar that they summoned. Yep. Gotta get that Cthulhu in here. That Neanthrop or whatever it is. I don't, right. I'm not up on my Lovecraft, sorry. I don't yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. Yeah, so, blood ties. There, there we have it. Blood ties should have been called a blood pact, but it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason. They're tied together with the blood still. Right. It works. It it, it tracks. I oh. I stand by it. Okay, and then obviously the finale is like the Cthulhu thing smashes up Glory a little bit, and then the next episode she grows up really big, and then they have right. a giant like kaiju Godzilla fight. type yeah. fight. Yeah, kaiju fight in the the cardboard city knocking over a bunch of the buildings, Power Rangers style. Right, and then once the Cthulhu monster defeats Glory, they have to get enough Elder Signs to <laughs> bind it back into its own dimension. No, now you're just now you're just going for the board game. <laughs> I think Elder Signs. Elder Signs must be a Lovecraft thing. Probably. Like otherwise, right. why are they in all those games? <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to the kaiju fights that are upcoming. 
good. Yeah. That will be next time. Yep. Until then, our <laughs> listeners can always find us on email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Our pictures are all up on Facebook where you can admire all of the turtlenecks and Glory <laughs> doing what she does best. And if you'd like to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Scuttlebutt, a new decentralized Facebook alternative slash clone. I'm on there at Scuttle Shuttle. Michaela? I'm on there at Scuttle What? Very nice. And until next time, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hellmouth.